Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and this podcast is brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Doan opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. It's uh, quarter past 11, early, and I've just got to Wembley Way. And, uh, hi mate, you alright? It's sunny and it's going to be a hectic day. I was up at three this morning and made it here anyway because it's difficult this train strikes going on it's affected a lot of United fans and lots of fans milling around in shirts on just take a quick look <laughs> more United fans from where I'm stood now but I think the tickets have been sold pretty evenly between the two clubs an allocation official one of um, over 30,000 um, but obviously many people get into different areas of the of the ground so here we are the FA Cup the final feels good to be here third time at Wembley in a couple of months I've been and waited for a long time just feels weird seeing City fans just walk straight past City are clear favourites you'll be listening to this you'll know whether you can be bothered with the rest of this or not I'm I wouldn't be here if I didn't think, well, you'd follow your team anyway, but I think United uh, wouldn't be the greatest shock in the world if Manchester United were to win here. Equally, if City were to win 4-1, then people would say that's true to some sort of form. First ever Manchester derby. Um, we've seen a bit of uh, build-up on the day. Someone put some signs up leaving Manchester, chiding City fans, which went viral. F off back to, to Stockport. I'll try and uh, speak to some City fans. Let's just see how we go. Obviously, I'll try and speak to some United fans as well. So, bumped into three Blues on Wembley Way and I've asked them if they'll talk to me. And they've, they've been weighing me up, but I think I've just about convinced them to. Two of them. Two of them are going <laughs> to speak. Um, what are your names? Where are you from? Simon from Ermston. I'm from Ermston. Uh, I'm Burn. I'm from Leyland. How are you feeling about the game today? Uh, nervous, but quietly confident, I'd say. Yeah. Nervous because it's United? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Anything can happen. In a derby? Yeah. If you go off form, you know, I'd say City have had a better form over the last couple of months. And if they perform like they did against Real Madrid, then... Yeah, the writing would be on the wall, but you could never predict that, can you, in a derby, so... <laughs> Don't rub it in too much, but how good was that Madrid game for you? Oh, outstanding. Probably the first half at home was probably the, one of the best performances I've ever seen. Yeah, and if you place that team, if they're all fit, then, yeah, it should be a good game. should be a good game. So, Ermston, so the supporters club in Ermston is known as Blues in Bandit Country. Really? It is, yeah. Run by good lads. He followed City for years and years. I mean, you live. How long have you lived there? Um, knocking on for thirty years. And you think it's red or blue around there? Um, I think there's a lot of old people around there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Ernston's full of old people, really. To be fair, but um, no, I think it's. Um, I don't know. A bit. It's a bit united, isn't it? Really, being so close to um, Old Trafford and Trafford Park and all that. How are you feeling today? Um, as Bernard said, you know, quietly confident, but um, 
derbies are one-offs, aren't they? Who've been your, your best players? Everyone talks about Haaland. Has, has he just been the yeah, person who's yeah. improved yeah, by scoring all the goals? Yeah, but we, we did play for two years with a false number nine and, you know, still still won things. Um, so, yeah, Haaland, you know, is a he's a marquee signing. He's a, he's a marquee player at the moment. But um, it's all, all the players that, you know, come off the bench. You, don't, you never hear any moaning at City. No, You know, there's no discontent at City. Nobody's coming out saying, I should be playing more, I should be doing this. They all understand the rotation process. So, so everyone is just um, is just sort of happy, and content that if they wait the time, they'll, they'll, they'll get the game time. What do you think of United this season? Because you obviously put six past United in the derby at the Etihad. United won the game at Old Trafford in January. Do you feel that the United are improving? Do you feel that United are a threat? Are there any United players you would like to see at City? No. Just a bit of noise in the background. Um, no, to be fair, we, we, we are. You know, you have this discussion: would any of your eleven get in our eleven? And, and to, to be fair, and to be brutally honest, no, I, I don't really want any. You know, any of your players. Um, not just because of United. I just, you know, I just don't think that um, it takes a bit for them to get the Pep's ethos of what's happening, like Grealish took 12 months, you know, just to get in the head, and now he's a, you know, he's a regular starter. He wasn't a regular starter at first. Rodri, even when he came, didn't fancy him, but again, he's turned out to be probably one of the world's best holding midfield players. And United under Ten Hag? United under Ten Hag were uh, a bit of a car crash before that. They were absolutely, you know, people were saying it'll be at least five years before United do anything. Um, give him his due. He has come in, he has done the collective bit, he's brought them together, um, he's won a trophy, um, he's in the final of another and he's got them back in the Champions League, so there is a forward progression with United, yeah. yeah. Is there anything you miss about the, the old days of, of being a blue? Um, I do miss the, um, the rawness of the, you know, main road, everything's a bit more corporate and a bit more, you know, the olden days were a bit raw and you know you look back on them and everything but today's you know I don't like the money side of it all you know players getting half a million pound a week and all that sort of stuff you know that's not good and with City's owners they're, they're, they're popular I've seen flags for them at, at, at Main Road the, the fan base have, have embraced them totally um, yeah I don't think they've done much wrong really to be fair they've um, They've invested in the right way. They've, they've been patient. Um, you know, they've been patient with Pep. Pep never won anything in his first year. We didn't do that clever in our first year. Uh, stuck with him. Uh, I think there's a load of building blocks behind Pep and, you know, all the structure behind him. You know, the recruiting business, the retail side of it, all, all that sort of stuff. There's, there's massive building blocks behind that. How do you think your rivalry has changed with United? And has your rivalry with Liverpool come more to the fore in recent years? Um, I think all them sorts of rivalry with all these sort of like northern, so to speak, clubs, even even Leeds, you know, that's 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 come to come to fruition. Now they were in the Premiership. Now they now they're not. But um, I just think it's all, all the same all the time, really. To be fair. Prediction for today? Um, I think it'll be three-one. To City and then yeah. Istanbul next week. Um, 
I'm more concerned about this game. So, um, oh yeah, more than the final. Yeah, yeah. I think but this, because it's today, or if you if you had to look at the two of them, this I think one this was, is the harder game out of the really? out of the two. Yeah. 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 But you're confident. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm confident. Yeah. Thank you for your time. And a couple of reds, obviously, because this is a Manchester United podcast. What's your name? Where are you from? It's Ross McDonald. I'm from Portadown, Northern Ireland. So when did you come over, Ross? I came over last night. How are you feeling? I'm a bit nervous. Yeah. A bit anxious, yeah. Because well, City are decent. Yes. They're, has to be said, they're fairly good. Yeah. And you've, what was your journey like to Wembley once you came in? Have you uh, seen more blues, more reds around? Uh, yeah, but 50 50, I'd say. Yeah. You know. Fairly, well, obviously, train strikes made the journey a wee bit more difficult, but been smooth enough. Yeah, and because of the train strikes, how have you got it? Well, we flew to Gatwick and we got a taxi to the closest underground. How much was that? How uh, long did that take? It took 50 minutes, it was yeah. 48 pounds. Right, not and too bad. Plugged in into it um, that way. Yeah. If United to win today, what's got to go right? Well, everything. Uh, maybe hopefully they have an off day, aren't at their fluid fluent best you know we've got to defend well keep them out you know and hopefully have the threat on the on the counter which I think is most likely so should we go have Manchester United ever played in Portadown yes what year now you're asking no, I was five. quite young yeah yeah it was 5-0 wasn't it yeah we went to it and I always remember because um, there was a bit of tension at that time because of the political events yes. and a friend of ours came from Dublin yeah. And we came out of Portadown train station. There were probably twelve of us from Manchester, and we didn't give a shit. We were, we yeah. weren't. The lad from Dublin shit himself because a, a group of local lads came up to us. Where are you from? I yeah. was from Manchester. The lad from Dublin did not say that <laughs> he was from Dublin. Um, my grandfather used to play professional yeah, football. You told me that before, yeah. For Portadown, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He played. He was a striker yeah. up front. Yeah. So when he passed, I got sent um, a newspaper cutting. Uh-huh. Of some of the goals that he scored, oh, so I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I'm not, I've only been there once, and that was for that game. Yeah. So there's United fans walking past there singing uh, "20,000 Empty Seats," mm. and some City fans have been walking past singing "Support Your Local Team." So you can see it's pretty nice and gentle here at the moment, but you can <laughs> see there's potential for trouble. Um, there's a lot of security, there's police everywhere, everywhere. Um, but the atmosphere at this moment, four hours before kickoff, is pretty gentle. Score prediction, please. 1-0 United. Uh, I'd take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, came up we Wembley way with Mr Hargraves. Yeah, I was. How are you yeah. doing? How are you feeling about the uh, game? Uh, uh, very well, and I'm very, I'm very confident, Andy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only because, well, first of all, we've got to do it because we want the cup. We've got to, we want to not win the treble. But in great times, times of greatness or times of adversity, Manchester United always comes through. You know this, Andy. And I think today's one of those days. We'll come through mainly because of the, the spirit that's within the club now that Ten Hag's brought in the last 12 months. You've been around this rivalry for a long time in Manchester. How do you see it at the moment and how has it changed? Oh, the rivalry. Well, well I can remember... Are City the main rivals to you or Liverpool? I think City. Because when I was eight, when I first fell in love with Manchester United, the Derby Day was something special. And it stayed that way through the 60s, 70s and 80s. There was a time in the early 2000s where I thought City had just gone. Um, we needed a proper rival. We needed a proper rival, yeah. But Liverpool is a rival in a, in a different way because of the cup. But it's different now because of the money City got. Uh, there'll always be an asterisk against the name. 
but they're, they're a team we've got to beat now. It's as simple as that. Rivalry is still good, still fierce by both sets of fans. And Asterix, because they've got 115 charges levelled against them. Yes, precisely. And all the money that's gone into it. It's, it's, they can buy two or three players for every position. So... Uh, United have grown organically, Arsenal grew organically, Liverpool grew organically. Some teams haven't, as you know, so it, that's why I'd rather United stay in the hands of people who have not got more money than God. So, I'm sensing then that you prefer, of the two main bidders, the, the Jim Ratcliffe one? Yes. Why? Uh, because I don't want us to be a state-owned club, which is what we would be if the Qataris come in. I've no angst with Qataris generally, but we would be a state-run club and join Chelsea to recently, Newcastle, Man City, PSG, etc. Keep our independence, Andy. So you're confident about this game then now? Yes. And yes, you think Ten Hag's the man? Ten Hag's definitely the man for Manchester United. He's a, he's a guy that's uh, a rising tide, they say, r- r- raises all boats, doesn't it? And he's, he's done like that. He's done that, but, except for a couple of players, which we won't mention. But Ten Hag's the man, he's a Dutch Fergie, and um, the players, some of the players he's brought in, the players that are already there, will battle like hell for today. And providing City don't get a couple of goals in the first 10 minutes, we'll be fine. How was your journey down? Uh, came down yesterday, seven hours in the car, to make sure I was here. Seven but, uh, hours? Where have you so... driven from? Inverness? <laughs> <laughs> just south of Inverness, a little place called Salford. But uh, no, there was just hold-ups all, all around the place. But we knew that. It took us two hours to get across London because I stayed in South London where my daughters lives. And uh, But it, it was all worth it. I'd have crawled here, Andy. Score prediction, finally. 2-1 for United and Weghorst to get the winner. Oh, I'd have that all day long. Lovely to see you. I'm good. With a blue, Ian Cheeseman. Long time, blue. When did you see City for the first time? 1970, 15th of April, 5-1, Schalke, European Cup Winners' Cup semi-final. <laughs> wow, Schalke who went down last week. Correct. With an average crowd of 60,000. Yeah. They've got no money though, unfortunately. Gazprom's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so they've, uh, yeah, a bit of a shame that. Um, how are you feeling then? Uh, I don't know what to expect really today. It's a derby match and you know that derby matches are always levelers. I know that United are going to be massively, massively motivated today. Not only to win the FA Cup and to beat City, but to stop them winning the treble. So it's probably the worst opposition City could possibly face in this match. Because some people said Brighton might have given City no, better I, game. No, You're not no. having that. They might be a better footballing team in theory at the moment. They certainly played very well last week when we played them in the league, although it was a dead rubber by then. But it's different. I mean, it's about mentality. It's about drive and will to win. And, you know, even when United aren't playing that, that well, they have that big club mentality, which City are trying to instill and have instilled for a few years now. Uh, but United have had that for, you know, a long time. So they, they're the type of team who'll never give up. They're the type of team who are very proud and, you know, obviously have a, a very loyal fan base. And I, I just don't ever imagine United lying down or, you know, going a couple of goals down and giving up. It's, it's just not them. So that's why this is tougher than it could be against anybody else. Is this the best City team you've ever seen? Well, the, the team from, you know, a couple of years ago was pretty good, so there's not much in it. And obviously, I saw the Bell Lee Summerby side, different era, very hard to compare the two. But 
if City win the next two games, then yes, the greatest City team there's ever been. And that's how they'll be judged because, you know, the, the next two decide the legacy, if you like, of, of this side and, and Pep Guardiola. And who knows lot how long he'll stay, who, who knows how quickly the next set of changes will come. So, as a City fan, uh, I want to enjoy these next two games and, you know, enjoy the moment because... I also, having lived through United's great period of dominance, Liverpool's great period of dominance, Arsenal were pretty decent for a while, know that none of this ever lasts forever, even though it might feel like it when you're in the middle of it. So, never take it for granted. Enjoy every minute. And if we win the treble this year by beating the Reds in this game and then into Milan in the final, then it, I doubt that'll ever be topped. Are the 115 charges against City talked about among City fans? The previous person I spoke to on the podcast said City's recent successes could have an asterisk by them. Is that an issue or do you think you're going to get get, um, get off with it? I, <laughs> that's a loaded question, isn't it? Get off with it. Um, I would say that they're going to be proven innocent. If that's, uh, that's a better way of putting it. Um, I don't, I don't think for one second that any of these uh, charges are going to stick. I mean, uh, the only one that might stick is sort of not co- cooperating, you know, but in terms of breaking rules, no, I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, it's, you're a United fan by definition if you're listening to this, so therefore you'll put the asterisk next to it and you'll be shouting all sorts of things at City in the future, no doubt. But speaking from a blue perspective, it's the 11 on the pitch, everybody's... Football isn't fair. It's all about who's got the most money, who spends it the wisest. Um, fortunately, City have bought themselves a, a seat at the top table. But once you're at that top table, you've then got to do it. You've then got to have the, uh, the right coach and make the right selections. So, it, it, you know, yes, it, everything's unfair in this world that we live in. It's a capitalist world. Is there an asterisk? I don't believe there's an asterisk step to it, no. This is like a nice place to work. Have you found that the reaction to City's changed among rival fans who might have been quite not sympathetic but, you know, had a respect for City? Has that changed? Has success brought that? Or not really? A little bit, I suppose. I've started to detect it a little bit because you always, everybody, you know, goes for the underdog. I mean, if United weren't playing today, you'd, you'd probably be supporting whoever you consider to be the underdog in the game. It's sort of human nature, really, and so would I. City are now, because they've become so dominant, winning all these titles in quick succession and now threatening to win the treble, if you were objective and away from it all, then you'd probably be rooting for somebody else. However, I think the Manchester derby, you're going to hate me saying this, but the Manchester derby is a different one because there's a lot of people who, unless you're a United fan, don't like United. So, you know, which way are the neutrals going to go? I think some, some will still want City to win. Some some of the more bitter people might want anything except City because they're dominating. I slightly understand that. As I said, if, if one team was winning one after the other, perhaps I'd be rooting for the underdog. Although I have to say, that would be unless it was United. Thank you for your time. With Rich Jolly, the journalist on Wembley Way, what, what are you thinking about the game today? I think it's quite hard to call. I mean, obviously City go into it as favourites and, and there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, I don't know, United win wouldn't surprise me. Um, you've, you've got, it's quite difficult to assess because you've got the, the kind of the two precedents of two completely different games, the 6-3 and the 2-1. Um, one of which obviously City were rampant in, but the other of which I thought United probably did deserve the victory. Um, 
do think the injuries haven't helped United. I'll be interested to see if Fred plays, given how well he played at Old Trafford. I think that could be quite useful for United. I also think United have got quite a lot of penalty takers if it goes to 120 minutes. So that could be a factor as well. There's uh, 45 minutes to kick off and the United team's being announced. Christian Eriksen, small surprise it's starting to me. Fred. So you can hear the cheers, the different Manchester United players. I would say the United end at the moment is about 20% full. Same with the City end actually. I've just been uh, Bruno Fernandes just been doing an interview I'm by the pitch and Darren Fletcher's just been by Roy Keane's just to my side Marcel Desailly and they're all doing the media work it's hot I pointed that out to uh, some people who've actually played on this pitch they said the players are used to playing in conditions 6 or 7 degrees hotter than what it is today these are lads who turn up for training with Gillettes on when it's piping hot in May in Manchester. So maybe I'm the one uh, being more concerned about how hot it is. David here is just warming up in front of me with, with Tom Heaton and the goalkeeping coaches under the eyes of Mitchell van der Gaard. Steve McLaren's out there as well. The players look really smart in their suits. Uh, not seeing them out on the pitch yet. They'll probably come for a pre-match walk around. Loads of media here from around the world. See a Glazers out flag in the United End. The talk that one of the Glazer brothers will be here at the game today. I mean, it's a cup final in June. It's going to be hot, isn't it? United have got a penalty. United have already been in the game. 1 0 down after 13 seconds. Got a penalty in front of the City End now. Bruno Fernandes is going to take it. Goal. Listen to that beautiful sound. Just listen to that beautiful sound. Objects being thrown towards Bruno Fernandes. Oh gosh, it's one all after 32 minutes. I was fearful to be honest there's quite a lot of objects being thrown down towards the Manchester United players yeah it's a penalty it's clearly a penalty I've watched it back several times now Aaron Wambasaka heads the ball and it flicks off Jack Grealish, so it changes the direction of the ball. The roar is with the United fans. Bruno Fernandes steps up, steps slowly, and just side foots the ball to the right along the floor. And a load of people with beanie hats on, dancing and singing. Listen to it all. We've seen it all. You heard them, look at them, look at them. In that United end in the sun, singing away. Surrounded by City. 
listen to that redness, just listen to it. City end is silent now. United don't deserve to be level. If I'm honest, I was fearful when City went ahead after 115 seconds or whatever it was. Up oh, City, oh! Just breathe, just breathe United. So, after 34 minutes, it's 1-1. 90 minutes have gone and Manchester City leading 2-1. Soft goal, that to concede the second one. The United then came to life. Singing, oh United, we love you. And now it's City fans you can hear behind me. Substitution for Manchester City, leaving the field number two, Kyle Walker. Walking away from Wembley now, bottom of the steps, stadium behind. Feeling a lot more deflated than after the last time against Brighton and the time before that against Newcastle. Uh, I think anyone will be stunned about that result today. Just, uh, I think obviously City deserved to win. United were not awful, but struggled at times to put a punch on City. And uh, 2 1. Just spoke to Eric Tenag. He thinks it's been a good season. He talked about the number of wins for United this season. Strengthening the squad. We can all see that. We can all see the areas which he needs to be strengthened. I spoke to City's goalkeeper. And they had a decent game, didn't they? So that's it for this season. What are you taking us at the start of the season? If I'm honest, yeah. It's, uh, top four. Really good to win that trophy against Newcastle as well. And I think United are much improved compared to a year ago. Although you know United fell apart last last season at the end. I think the sale of the club now is is, is very important. It should be a priority. It's easy for me to say that. Glazers have had the time. Avram Glazer was sat with David Gill and Sir Alex Ferguson today as City went up to win, win the cup. I looked at United's bench today and thought there's nowhere near as strong as City's bench. Although one of the players who came off it, Alejandro Garnacho, was a threat. It was exciting. Should he have started? Maybe not. Score him. Hate losing FA Cup finals. It sounds like a cliche, don't it? But remember how bad that game against Chelsea was in 2007. Arsenal 2005, when United actually played really well and were the better team. It just becomes a nothingness. But realistically, look who United were up against. It's a difficult one. Very, very difficult one. So a striker, eh? That's what we need. 
Players are likely to leave. Just had a chat with some of the other players who were hanging around. I spoke to Alessandro Martinez. Great to have him back. He was talking to a couple of City's Argentinian players. Spoke to Harry Maguire. What 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 you did, Harry Maguire? You're a footballer. Footballers want to play football. So Eric Tenag has got some work to do as ever. I think he's got to be commended for his first season. Because he's had some pretty difficult situations. The most difficult was probably Cristiano Ronaldo when he dealt with it by saying very little and just let Ronaldo um, kill himself really. So the longer he's in the job, the more this will look like his Manchester United side. Difficult. Someone's offering free water here. Just looking at it like it's some sort of scam. And there's City and United flags on Wembley Way. There's all left Wembley and I've got to get to Stansted and it's difficult because of the train strike. But uh, I've got a saviour, United We Stand reader called Nick, who drove down to the game today. What did you make of it, mate? Um, had a good day, disappointing end to it, Andy. Um, yeah, that, that was it, really. Uh, yeah, kind Where of relief. did you go before the game? We were in Harrow. Yeah. Um, red or blue? Um, but, um, majority red, definitely. A uh, lot more red than blue. Um, but I think, yeah, kind of back to the point about the game, I was more relieved at the end, I think, that we hadn't lost about 14-0, because that's yeah. all I could see after about 10 minutes. But... Uh, Brilliant when we scored. Gutted that we didn't come out in the second half. I thought we were better side for about 10 minutes before they scored. And then still they, they just contained us, didn't they, after that? It's uh, pretty straightforward. So this season has ended. I just asked Eric Ten Hag what he thought of it. And he was very positive about it. He's getting paid to be manager. You're paying as a fan. What have you made of it? I think it's been a good season, all in all. We'd, we'd have talked that at the beginning of the season. Um, I think we've all said quite a while, quite a while you know, top four in a trophy. Um, that's exactly what we got, or top three in a trophy, nearly had two. Um, I think it's been a decent season. I think after the Brentford game, I never saw us getting to the stage where we are. I always saw a few more Brentfords happening, and we saw a few more of them with City and Liverpool and, and a couple of other results as well, but uh, I just never saw the other side of it with going on the runs that we've been on as well. So I think it's been a success. Um, he's the right man. Still love him to bits. Marcus Rashford won the club's player of the year. Would you tally with that or which other players have stood out for you? Um, I think probably Martinez is my favourite. I think he's just absolutely raw. I think he's just a brilliant warrior. Um, I, I know he's got injured. He's missed a fair few games recently. Um, Marcus's goals have been absolutely crucial for us this year, but I think Martinez for me. A key next season, won't he? Especially if we get some new players in who would you like to see join or which positions Harry Kane all day long yeah yeah. I know there's a lot of. I, I just think he's absolutely awesome Andy because yeah. he's, he's just 30 goals this year in, in a terrible side I think he's absolute complete centre forward uh, and don't, you can't knock Arlen you can't say he's not rubbish he's just kind of knocking goals in City because he has been absolutely phenomenal um, but I don't think he's as good as Kane I genuinely don't I think Kane's a more complete centre forward what do you do in the summer? Because a lot of fans will be listening to this. This is the last pod that we're doing for a while. 
are you glad when the season's over to have a break to build up enthusiasm for the next season or just start to miss it or maybe should ask your wife in the car <laughs> who's also a red um, yeah I'd miss it uh, I think yeah, you, you think for a couple of weeks yeah it'd be good to have a break and get it all over with and you start getting excited about the following season but I think you soon start missing it again kind of not quite sure what to do on a Saturday afternoon as the scores are rolling in um, but yeah I'll be going away with the family for a couple of weeks and uh, hopefully come back and see a couple of signings in town Sarah, what did you make it today? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed myself. It was actually my first FA Cup final, even though I've been a United fan for many years. So I thought the atmosphere was good and it was, yeah, a good day. Whereabouts in the ground were you sat? Uh, we were up in, where, where, whereabouts were we? The, we're in the top, top tier. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of in the corner, near the corner final. Yeah, good, good seat, good position, yeah. How long have you been a red? Um, well, my dad used to take me to Old Trafford when I was probably about 10, I think, first time he took me. Um, he'd been going for years, having family in Manchester. and uh, So, yeah, he didn't have a son, so I was kind of the son he never had, I guess. What sort of places did your dad take you to? Um, we went to quite to, she- to um, Sheffield quite a bit because being from work, so that was sort of one of the closest away places to go. Yeah. Um, a few trips to Old Trafford... That's about it, really, I think, with, with games, really. Just seen uh, Harry Maguire after he's from Sheffield Way, isn't he? He's not he from, is, from yeah. so, so he far is. from... Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him this um, this summer. Well, well, we don't know the answer to that, and neither does he, so there's no point even, even speculating. I hope it works out for him. I think he's a great lad. I think he's a good, solid centre-back. It just doesn't fit into Tanakh's system, does he? Um, I, I think he'll do a really good job. You see that with England. I think he's a, he's a great centre half. He's just probably too much of an old-fashioned English centre half for the current United system. And he just just really struggles in it. Um, what well, I finish on a bit of a positive. What's been your high point this season or high points? Oh, definitely the Newcastle win. Um, definitely getting a trophy in the bag. Um, that, that that's got to be it, hasn't it? We've been waiting quite a long time for that, Andy. So that, that was definitely the highlight for me. Okay, we'll get into the near to uh, Stansted Airport now. So we'll turn off here. Money can be tight and it doesn't help spending a fortune on different streaming services, Netflix, Disney Plus, Prime, etc. But by using ExpressVPN, you could be able to cut back and save money each month. Let us explain. When you use all the services like Netflix, they actually have thousands of more shows than you think. They you just don't see them all because they give you different shows depending on your country. So what you see on Netflix here is completely different to what someone in Italy or South Korea sees on Netflix. But by using the ExpressVPN app, you can change your online location. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from. So every time you run out of stuff to watch, you can switch to another country and unlock new shows. You can do it all just using ExpressVPN, tapping one button, change your country, refresh the page and it shows up. You don't have to pay extra for Apple TV or Prime just to watch programmes which are shown in a different country. On top of that, you can even use ExpressVPN to get discounts. Some services cost a lot less in other countries. For example, if you buy Netflix in Argentina, it costs a fraction of the price. Uh, less than £5 a month for ExpressVPN pays for itself and so much more it's a no-brainer so if you want to get way more shows and save money while you're at it go to expressvpn.com 
forward slash united. Don't forget to use our link so you can get three months for absolutely nothing. That's EXPRESSVPN.com forward slash united. ExpressVPN.com forward slash united. It's the VPN that we use. Go there to learn more. So that's the final podcast for United We Stand for this season, an eventful season, 63 competitive matches. We've done a podcast after every single one. We've had podcasts after every single friendly. We've had extra interviews as well. Hopefully we'll be back for next season. The next game in our calendar is in Oslo on the 12th of July. And then there's games in Edinburgh and the pre-season tour, which we're going on. We're going to do a summer United We Stand. We're working on it. Now, uh, if you want to subscribe, there's no extra charge to include the summer issue. And we will be posting them out at the end of next week. It will be available in shops as well. We're trying to work out a way to, or where you can order single issues of the summer special. But bizarrely, Royal Mail have stopped selling stamped address envelopes. So no guarantees on that at the moment but we'll hold the cost of the subscription 10 issues we'll see you through to close to the end of next season and if you want to contribute any letters or anything to united we stand it's uws at uwsmag at yahoo.co.uk thanks for listening this season to this united we stand podcast been a lot of funny moments some good insights some interesting interviews as well And make sure that you enjoy the summer and come back looking forward to next season with some enthusiasm. I think there's good reason to have enthusiasm for it. Until then, goodbye.